0: Hi everyone, and again, welcome. It's so great to be able to spend some time together, even if we still have to do it virtually. Now, I don't have to tell you that this has been a year of challenge for all of us, but we know better than most that every story has an arc, and one day in the future, this will all be behind us.
1: Those were the opening remarks of Canadian Media Producers Association President Reynolds Mastin for the virtual edition of Primetime in 2021 in the throes of the pandemic. And thankfully that day has come. After two years of virtual events, Canada's preeminent conference for media production, broadcasting, distribution, and media policy makes its in-person return February 1st to 3rd in Ottawa. Andrew Addison, CMPA's Vice President of Communications, Marketing, and Membership, joins us on this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, to talk about Primetime's expansion, the appetite to return to in-person events and this year's speakers lineup including how they're approaching contentious policy issues like bill c11
0: so my name is andrew addison and i'm the vice president of communications marketing and membership at the canadian media producers association or cmpa Uh, i've been there i guess uh six and a half uh, seven years this june so it's it's been a while although it Feels like much less time. I think the pandemic has uh, has swallowed a few years for all of us uh, in terms of our experience, and I'm uh, I'm no different there. But it's uh, it's been a great a great term uh, there, and, and some really phenomenal projects and work that I've uh, I've got to be involved with, uh, including our primetime conference, which is our uh, our flagship industry event.
1: This is the CMPA's first in-person conference in three years. Were there lessons learned from two years of online events, which I I thought were really well executed, by the way, in how you put together this year's event?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think there certainly were. I, I think one of the things we learned, maybe the most interesting thing and most influential or impactful thing we learned was just how much interest there was in the conference when you removed all the barriers and the biggest one being i guess well two biggest ones being cost and travel and so in previous years you know we'd have 650 or so delegates uh and feel that was a pretty full event uh and then we went into the pandemic and moved to virtual and made it free for everyone and had uh you know Thousands. I think we had uh, close to 3000 delegates uh, in our second year doing it virtually. So just a massive number of people. And so what we've tried to do this year is continue to build an on-ramp to get people to prime time who um, have an interest in being there who maybe weren't able to before. And so we're doing that in a few ways. One, we have a number of delegations that we have um, worked with our very generous partners to help us bring groups of individuals to primetime for the first time who maybe haven't been there before. And we've done that uh, in conjunction with groups like the Black Screen Office, the Indigenous Screen Office, the Disability Screen Office, um, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, I think we have uh, maybe up to eight different um, groups that we're working with um, to make that happen. So that's phenomenal. We've also brought down our prices uh, as sort of a welcome back rate. So we're kind of like 30 or 40% cheaper than we were going way back to our last in-person conference in 2020. So I think that's, you know, we wanted to make it accessible as a dip your toe back in the water. And so that's really, I think, been beneficial as well. And then we are still going to be doing things like we'll be recording everything and uh, a couple weeks after the event, all the sessions will be made available online on demand. So folks who, for whatever reason, were not able to make it will be able to uh, access uh, the majority of the content.
1: Right. And opening it up to those equity-seeking groups, I think that's entirely reflective of what's been going on in the industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's really amazing when you think back to you know we'll get we'll we'll be on the floor in Ottawa at the Westin where it's always been held and it it both will feel very familiar and very different because I think the world has there's a lot that's the same but but a whole lot has changed if you think of. The way the world has evolved—not just in direct response to the pandemic and health uh, and safety stuff, but just socially, uh, George Floyd, and, and just the way the the industry globally and particularly in Canada has started to realize that barriers were were in place that maybe people didn't even think of before, and not not maybe that that they absolutely didn't, or at least that the gatekeepers didn't, uh, and so taking an active uh, awareness of that and trying to break those down is is something that that we're um, very focused on at the CMPA.
1: Are there any other significant changes that you're introducing? I know you've expanded the market access program. Is that because there haven't been a lot of opportunities to meet with broadcasters and other executives in person over the last few years?
0: Yeah, we're doing a few different uh, new cool things this year. So, I mean, I will say just our numbers are way up so i think we're we're already over 800 and it's you know number of delegates is going to be be significantly higher than we've ever had before as such our programming is more robust in terms of making sure that there's you know ways to engage people in multiple ways so that you know if you don't want to go to session X, there's workshop Y or or certain concurrent things happening for folks that is something that we really haven't explored in any great way before at primetime. So that's exciting. The workshops, which I just alluded to, is something new where we have sort of small breakout sessions with various organizations leading people through, here's how to do X or Y, and that's with like 30 or 40 people. So For example, we have uh, RBC coming in to do a workshop about some of their new programming and, and financing programs aimed at BIPOC producers and how to apply for those. We have the Trade Commission and Global Affairs Canada in talking about how really practically producers can work with uh, Global Affairs trade commissioners on the ground in countries around the world. So we have a bunch of that sort of really hands-on interactive stuff that's new. The Market Access Program, which includes our pitch market. So the one-on-one meetings where producers can take meetings with executives to pitch their projects. We have more executives than we've ever had before, and more meetings than ever before. Uh, and we also, on the market access, have our expanded meetings with sessions. Uh, and so, meetings with our breakfast with or coffee with meetings, where you have uh, an executive meeting with like a group of five to ten individuals, sort of roundtable discussion, and the executive talking about here at company X, the kind of projects we are we are looking for right now is this. The way best way to pitch us is this. Uh, and kind of giving that really helpful information for for delegates and for producers.
1: Let's get into some of this year's sessions and panels. One of your first panels is on media policy, and I really like the way that you framed the setup in that debate continues about C11 and how to move forward, but we can all agree we have to move forward that panel features Corinne Moses from Bell and Barb Williams from CBC, but also YouTube. Do you want to, you know, talk about revisiting some of these issues that it feels like we've been talking about for a long time now, still in a climate of uncertainty and trying to bring a fresh approach to some of them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you you caught the framing there because that was very, very deliberate. And so that that panel is one of the kind of first panels. Um to kick off the uh, the conference on the uh, Thursday morning, and it's we really did want to sort of find a way to step beyond the the battle lines. I'll even say that have been drawn on C eleven, and and some of them I would I would challenge us at the I would challenge all stakeholders to to kind of think beyond those immediate battle lines and think to what the long term objective is. And and in thinking about this, I think we ourselves at cmpa found ourselves kind of coming to this realization and i think in speaking to to others who are going to be on this panel there's a, there's broad agreement that you know the route to rome we may differ on on the actual path taken but ultimately everyone's passionate about this because everyone wants a thriving industry in canada everyone wants to see a thriving successful sector with lots of productions Canadians employed, Canadians holding IP, and and there'll be some, some disagreements about what that means in the nuance, but we wanted to try and take it up a level so we weren't still in the kind of very minutiae detail of what's happening on a day-to-day in Parliament and focus a little more on where we're going and try to bring the argument back to that spot.
1: Are there any other panels that you want to specifically highlight? I know, uh, you know, a lot of them are very topical to what's been happening in the industry right now, including, you know, really stretched crews, sustainability. Do you want to talk about some of the industry challenges that are reflected in, in your speakers lineup?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've got some interesting panels across a whole range. And what we try to do at prime time is there's, there's certainly Primetime is is that conference that covers the intersection of public policy and the industry. So we have we have like the the panel we just discussed focused on policy. We have the Minister of Heritage, uh, Pablo Rodriguez coming and a number of those types of discussions. But we also want to have some very practical business focused discussions. And so we've got a number of sessions around that. We have one with uh, that's focused on fast channels with some of the leading executives from across the global industry talking about that. We have, as you've alluded to, workforce development and keeping Canada's production industry thriving. And really, I mean, I think a lot of people will agree, how do we address a skilled workforce shortage that the industry is is facing? And I think everyone can agree that it's a good thing in a way that we are facing this shortage. It it shows the demand. It shows the value of Canada as a place to do business. But it also presents some some issues for the future success and the longevity. And we need to think about that in a holistic way. So we have a bunch of those types of sessions that are also focused on the core business of production and and selling content and distribution and pulling it all together. And then we also want to be a little bit future looking and sort of talking about what are some of the big organizations, the big companies, the big players doing. So for example, we have Magda Grace from Prime Video. We have an interesting leader to leader discussion on the future of feature film in Canada that will feature Fran Antonelli from Telefilm, Cameron Bailey from TIFF, and Isabel Houdon from the Business Development Bank of Canada. And that's gonna be an interesting one, sort of talking about how can we grow feature film production and the industry in a really meaningful way in Canada. So we, we try to cover a bunch of bases here, both from very business focused to very future looking and then the, the intersection of policy and the business side. So a bunch going on for everyone, really.
1: If primetime is like some of the other broadcast events I've attended post pandemic, people are just going to be really excited to get the chance to be in the same room together again.
0: I think that is without a doubt the case. And, and from the feedback we're seeing and the registration numbers we're seeing, that is that is absolutely what we're seeing. Um, we're super thrilled for opening reception. We're expecting it to be record numbers. Uh, Made New, CMF's Made New is sponsoring that. Uh, and they've got plans for a relaunch of their Made New brand there that's really going to be exciting there's a partner event that is happening at the National Arts Center, a screening of the documentary Black Ice that is open to all primetime delegates. And their pass is basically their ticket in. That's going to be a really cool event, screening event, uh, followed by a reception after. And that's a you know exciting to be part of primetime. It also is a really poignant way to kick off Black History Month on February 1st. So that's going to be a great event. We've got our late night party. We've got a whole bunch of really fun receptions, networking events, the Netflix end of day reception on the Thursday. So I could go on and on and on about all the, the social stuff. Uh, and I think partly why there's so much interest in that and we're seeing so much demand is, as you've said, because. It's been a while since since the industries uh, got to hang out, uh, and particularly this permutation of the industry, which uh, which is going to be fun and uh, something we're really looking forward to.
1: Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight, Andrew?
0: I would just say that today we launched the full schedule officially, so if folks. Want to go to primetime2023.com? They can navigate their way through the links there uh, and can see the full schedule, social sessions, networking, market access, all of it, and um, and can really get a sense of what is on offer this year because it's a ton.
1: Do you think you'll have a sellout? What is your cap this year?
0: Officially, we're sold out. We're trying to play with what we can do to ensure if we if, if we continue to to. Have more people come that they get the full conference experience that people expect from PrimeTime. So, uh, I think we will probably be be capping it fairly soon. We're just trying to figure out: do we have, as I was speaking earlier, how do we manage concurrent ske- schedules, concurrent sessions in a way that that ensures everyone is engaged in something meaningful throughout the conference and no one feels left out. But I think. We are we are rapidly approaching uh, sellout territory, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point next week we're uh, we're forced to uh, to hang up that sold out sign.
1: Right. How many delegations are coming from overseas?
0: We don't have uh, truly official delegations this year from overseas. We were really focused uh, from a delegation standpoint this year on the equity, diversity, inclusion perspective. So that that's been our focus in organized delegations. That said, we have an international perspectives panel. We have folks coming from France, from BBC, from the UK. We have Graham Mason coming from Australia in a conversation with Val Creighton about national content. And if you look at the delegate list, you can just see like dozens of countries, folks coming from all over. So so we are expecting it to be a very international event this year, um, both on stage and in the folks that are going to be delegates on the ground. But in terms of official delegations, we've really focused that on the equity uh, side of things this year.
1: Is there a note you want to close on, Andrew?
0: See you in Ottawa. We are thrilled. We're excited. And uh, I think it's going to be a blast and we can't wait.
1: Thanks so much for
0: joining us. Yeah, thanks, Connie. Really appreciate it.
1: Our thanks to Andrew Addison. Learn more about this year's event at cmpa.ca slash prime dash time or head to our events section at broadcastdialogue.com. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Thiessen. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at BroadcastDialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud.
0: I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Alison Langer.